As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, and welcome back into the Moment of Cluth podcast. This episode is a special edition, as typically my interviews are more feature format, but given what's going on in the world, I thought an important and timely topic is the House of Representatives and the Senate giving the final passage to the $2 trillion coronavirus stimulus bill on Friday. Most people may not know this about me, but my dad is a U.S. Representative, Mike Quigley, from Illinois' 5th District, and I have it on good authority that this is his favorite podcast, So I had my people call his people, and he joins me to answer some questions around the expanded unemployment benefits. To be clear, in most states, people who lose their job can get up to 26 weeks of unemployment benefits, and then it stops if you haven't found a new job. But this bill provides an additional 13 weeks, totaling up to 39 weeks of benefits. And that encompasses people who were on unemployment benefits prior to this bill. It also increases the weekly amount you are able to receive and includes more people than it did before. So I hope you enjoyed this interview, and I hope it helps to answer a few questions for you. Welcome back into the Moment of Cluth podcast. Joining me now is Congressman Mike Quigley from Illinois' 5th District, or as I like to call him, Dad. Thanks for joining me, Congressman. Glad to be here as always. Not like you had a choice. No, never did. Okay, so as always, I have a million questions for you, but this time they're not about hockey. I want to focus on the House passing the $2 trillion coronavirus stimulus bill on Friday. Can you put this into a broad perspective so Americans can understand what it means? Yeah, I think the first thing Americans need to begin to understand is uh, if there's an economic downturn, you pass a stimulus package, a piece of legislation like we did. But I think it's more appropriate for us to think of this as a survival package. Uh, There is no way we can begin to solve the economic woes that have started and will certainly get worse uh, until we get the virus under control. So the most important thing this bill did and that we still have to do is to help our uh, healthcare facilities and providers get the job done. Uh, So this bill provided $150 $150 billion for hospitals and healthcare systems, $150 billion for state and local governments continue to function the way they are. Uh, and then the rest of it is important, but again, for people to get their jobs back, to get the economy back in place, we first have to take care of Americans because that's what's causing the problem. The bigger picture, uh, it also provides $40 billion for small businesses 
remembering that half of all Americans, uh, half of all employees work for small businesses, and there's a tremendous amount of money for corporations uh, you know, to keep afloat. So, because if they go under, obviously there'll be tremendous unemployment beyond what we're even seeing here. So we're gonna keep the trains and planes and buses going uh, for Chicagoans, you know, uh, about $1.1 billion to literally keep the CTA and Metra and PACE going. Uh, a lot of other plans and measures within here to help. And obviously what people are most aware of is the $1,200 check per individual American, $2,400 per couple that will help them through this, the extended and expanded unemployment insurance and uh, assistance for other state and local governments. All right, so a couple of questions about that stimulus check. Um, do you have to apply for it? Who will be receiving it? And when will it arrive? We're hoping in about three weeks, it should come uh, if you filed your income tax return in the last several years, uh, $1,200 per individual, $2,400 per couple, $500 per child under those qualifications. Uh, the full payment is available for individuals making up to $75,000 per year and 150,000 for married couples. The value begins decreasing then phases out completely for those making over the full payment income cap. Uh, but we're hoping those, those checks will be direct deposited or mailed within three weeks. Uh, do you need to do anything like reach out or is this something that's gonna automatically hit your bank account? It should automatically happen. Uh, and hopefully if the process works the way it should, it'll move very quickly. We have seen some uh, good signs. Uh, look, when, when need be, government functions pretty darn well. The SBA is in full uh, effort to help small businesses. There's additional $10 billion for them to provide emergency grants uh, to provide immediate relief for operating costs. Uh, so, so much of what government is expected to do, besides the critical functions of uh, dealing with this virus, uh, we're starting to see take place in quite frankly, pretty quickly. Let's say your recent income made you ineligible to get this check, but you anticipate being eligible because of a loss of income in 2020. Will you still get a payment? Well, you're going to get a payment as, as it relates to last year's income. If you haven't filed a go beat the year before, you know, after that, it's going to depend on, you know, how this moves forward in the future for you. But you're still eligible. Let's say you lost your job for unemployment compensation insurance uh, and that's been extended and it's also been increased uh, so it's closer to the weekly paycheck than most americans are accustomed to yeah that's something i want to get into is the um, expanded program for unemployment benefits who will be covered by the program how long will it last and how much will you receive well uh, most unemployment benefits operate through local states so uh, Whatever you're eligible for in your state, it's going to depend. Uh, you still be eligible for. This expands the amount uh, $600 per week through the month of July. Well, what if you're already on unemployment leading up to coronavirus and now you're unable to get a job because of coronavirus? How long will it will extend your Go ahead. Yeah, it'll extend the benefits you're, you're still getting. It's not going to, if you're already on the benefits, all it will do is extend them, provide an additional $600. So that's everybody. That's not a qualifying income you need to reach? 
there shouldn't be a qualifying income if you're unemployed. Right. Um, I just know that by state, based on what you know. No, make. I get it. It, it. What your income? Yeah. No matter what your income was, you're you're going to be getting that six hundred dollar increase for every American uh, who's unfortunately unemployed. Okay. So a couple of people I wanted to address that. Um, have questions about this unemployment benefits program that's been expanded. Um, are freelancers, gig workers, independent contractors, are they covered? Well, it, it does expand who's eligible. Uh, so gig workers, I know for a fact, are now uh, part of this. Uh, and we're continuing to try to expand to others. Some of this, again, the federal benefits uh, or overlaying what the states do, but we, you know, before we didn't have employees like this to uh, allowed to be covered. Let's say you were on unemployment and you're, it recently ran out. Can you sign up again? Well, you ought to be able to sign up again. We, we, we just passed the law yesterday, so we're, we're trying to make sure that the states don't have anything in there that prohibit it. I still believe you'd be eligible for another month of coverage. Okay, um, and then is there any relief for renters encompassed in this bill? Uh, there's a, a, a series of measures that provide assistance at the state and local level. <clears throat> so what we're trying to do is provide money for state and local governments to provide these assistance. So uh, uh, there'll be assistance for LIHEAP, uh, heating assistance for low-income people as well. So there'll be a package of, of benefits that are available for state and local governments. That wasn't just this package, but the first one as well. And what it does is provides resources for the states who are better served, who do a better job uh, implementing programs to provide housing and rental security to continue to do that. Does this bill change any rules for health savings accounts and healthcare flexible spending accounts? You know, not that I'm aware of, we'll have to check the details. It's a 900 page bill and uh, I'm not exactly sure if they were, what is involved in that, but uh, we will be able to find out soon. Okay, uh, what do we still need to do? I think we need to remember that the most important thing we can do here is to take care of those who are taking care of our Americans. This is, Americans were slow to catch on to how serious this was. Just a few weeks ago, uh, our bars were packed with people nose to nose celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Obviously, social distancing, as we call it, is the most important thing people can do besides hygiene. Uh, as a Congress, uh, there's a lot that we didn't get done here. We have to do more to provide housing security. We have to do more to provide food security. Um, so that will be increases in SNAP. The post office didn't get very much help at all. We're asking them to probably run elections in the future. So we wanna make sure they're operating. Uh, they're also gonna be delivering, as you can tell by this discussion, uh, a lot more checks to people who need them. So those are just some of the things that we need to do. But the most important thing is again, providing help to those who are keeping us safe. First responders, the healthcare providers and those institutions. We are never gonna move forward again economically if we don't get this virus under control. We are conceivably 12 to 18 months away from a vaccine, uh, which is the only guarantee that people are gonna be safe. 
This virus is acting in unpredictable ways. We still don't know if it will be seasonal. We don't know if it will let up in the summer and if even then come roaring back in the fall. So we need to be prepared for that. And I guess the final way to describe it is uh, we need to stay close without being close. We need to take care of each other, uh, particularly our loved ones and those most vulnerable. One last question. Do you anticipate the stay-at-home orders in Chicago and in the state of Illinois being um, extended to meet the same length of time as other states, or do you expect that we'll get back up and running like President Trump says by Easter? You know, I think it was a little irresponsible of the president to talk about this, uh, where people will get back out as people take their cues from the president. It's most likely this will extend at least through April. There's so many questions we don't know about how this virus operates, but it's hard to imagine that uh, we haven't seen the peak. We clearly have not. Uh, that will take place in the coming weeks. What it will do after that is it's just still known. China is hard to uh, use as an example. It's an authoritarian regime that was able to dramatically alter uh, what people do and keep them inside. And it still took months. So unfortunately, we're still on the upward part of that curve. What we want to do, as you know, is flatten the curve and keep people apart from each other and act as responsibly and safe as they can. Bottom line, it's hard to imagine this doesn't extend in the manner in which it is through April and probably in May. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I know that you are sequestered in Chicago with the real head honcho in our family mom, and she probably has a ton of errands for you to, not errands, chores for you to do today. So I'll let you go before she gives me a phone call and tells me to stop taking up your time. Fair enough. <laughs> Stay safe over there. I'll tell your grand puppy you say hello. All right. Thank you. Love bye. you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Moment of Cluth podcast. I'm Megan Cluth. For more episodes, please subscribe and share this episode with others. Visit MeganCluth.com to get in touch and stay tuned for more great interviews. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.